0: Today on the GYST podcast, we look back to one of our favorite episodes, 146, with three questions you are afraid to answer. With a new group, a new crew, let's revisit that episode. That's coming up on the GYST podcast.
1: Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us on the GYST podcast, where we discuss topics to help you get your together.
0: Hello everyone and welcome again to another edition of your Fay podcast, the GYST podcast, also known as get your shit shit
1: shit shit, shit.
0: <laughs> together. That was a a little uh that was a little uh, round robin. It, it was good though. Uh, Come
2: on guys, get your shit together.
0: <laughs> so with you uh, with me, sorry. <laughs> you guys derailed me now. Um, I am one of your hosts, Rohit Rohila, and with me as always is
2: Glenn Rucks here.
0: Jansen. Patrick. Scott Chang. All right. Uh, If you have been a longtime listener, you will remember episode 146. It was one of our most popular episodes. It was an episode that had Glenn, myself, and Kyle Reed on there. And it was about three questions that you are afraid to answer. And Glenn and I were talking. We were like, you know, we've got a new group, new crew. This would be fun to revisit this episode and ask this new group and including Glenn and myself, because we recorded that episode in uh, January, 2019. So there's been a little bit going on, you know, worldwide pandemic. Um, And so we, we thought it'd be a good time to revisit that episode. So the three questions that most people are afraid to answer. Number one, where am I? Number two, where do I want to be? And number three, how am I going to get there? Now, the reason why these are difficult is because it requires a level of self-understanding and self-reflection that we just don't do in our normal day-to-day lives. We aren't used to reflecting, looking at what's working, what's not working, setting goals. All that stuff is outside of our comfort zone. And whenever things are outside of our comfort zone, we shy away from that. Uh, There's a, a new phrase that I'm going to start saying, and it's centered around the term your default behavior. What is your default behavior? What do you do when you don't know what to do? And that term default behavior came to me when I realized when I don't have anything to do, I'm on my phone. 75% 75% of the time it's on Reddit, 25% it's on Instagram. But I'm not doing anything. It's not adding any value to my life. And yet it's a default behavior that I do. I do it without even thinking about it. And the same thing is true on self-reflection. We don't do self-reflection because either we don't know how to or it's it's a little bit of a painful look. And that's what we're hoping today is going to be is a little bit of a painful look, a little bit of a, a kick in the balls, if you will, at what's working in your life, what's not working. Do you even have a plan? And so with that, uh, I guess let's let's explore the first part with, with all five of us. Where are you right now? Where am I? Where Where is your life right now?
3: So me, I feel like I'm at a plateau just because I feel like, With work, with family and everything, I can't go any higher than I can. And that's kind of terrifying because, I mean, my work and my family is all one thing. I can't, it's hard to separate the three apart. And where I am now, I feel like I needed to break away from this just to evil, just to be able to grow myself. And that's kind of terrifying because the way I've always worked is our family, my family worked like a clock. There were so many cogs, so many like moving parts, but everything needed to be moving together for us to all succeed. And, you know, after a while years, I realized I can't go any further. I feel like I have to shed this weight, but that means I have to start back from zero and kind of reinvent myself, just figure out how to do things that, you know, I always take for granted. So, I mean, it's, it gets, it gets pretty deep there and I've thought about it a lot recently.
0: Man, Scott's getting deep right off the bat. I like it. Uh, wow. That's, that's some pretty powerful stuff. But you said it's something that you've been yeah, thinking about.
3: It, it, it has been. Because, I mean, I, I've gotten the questions asking, Oh, you know, it's a lot of it is, oh, do you want to do this in the future? And do you want to continue the family business? And, you know, in my heart, yes, I do want to do it. But a lot of people don't realize that it's I can't do it by myself. Like, I cannot run a farm, I cannot sell flowers, I cannot harvest. It is a team effort. And for me, uh, my heart is at Pike Place. I love working with the public. For me, at, the farm is great, I love it too, but it's it's not where I like being. And it's hard work, I understand that, and I have to do it. But I, with just me alone, I can't do, ever, like, both. It is a struggle just to do, to keep up with one.
2: Mm.
4: I'm in a I'm a pretty strange place myself right now. I I feel like I'm in the best version of my myself currently as, as it stands, not the potentially best version, but as of right now. I've made huge strides towards health and fitness and job-wise within the last year. Um it, it's really interesting to kind of look back and see where I was 6 months ago, a year ago, 5 years ago to the point where I am now. Uh, and I know that I still have a very long way to go. Like this journey is the very tip of the iceberg. It's it's an uphill climb. It is a it's a challenge, a struggle, and uh, just knowing to do that path, you'll you'll come out better.
1: Mm. Yeah. Now, if um, we were
2: to go back into my my history, right? Because Rohit, you and I have done this episode before, right? We've discussed this before. Yeah. Um, when we first looked at these questions, I would have said, I don't know where the hell I am, not in where I want to be. But today I can easily say I'm not where I was then. I'm on the right path right now. Even with life throwing some curveballs at me at the moment, I still feel confident in my abilities to reach my goal, my destination.
1: I don't have a, like, where am I kind of thing. It's just, I know where I'm at. It's just a steady job, like, steady life. It's too steady. I need to move around like I used to.
3: But. I hear great, kids are great for that.
1: No, the kid's the one that's moving around. I'm the one that's staying there and be like, hey, stop moving around. Um, but, yeah, in, in in terms of, like, the job, like, I. I had a job that I'd sit around all day and do the same thing over and over again, pretty much, like cookie cutter stuff, even it's just, you know, you make cookies and you decorate them differently. They are just still cookies. But having, being a flight attendant, like moving around over the world, it's something that I didn't think I can get away from. And it proves that I can't get away from it because every time, like every so often I sit around at work, I'm like, ah, I should be somewhere else. So that's kind of rough. But I mean, it was something that happened and I kind of had to adapt. But maybe I can go back. Who knows?
0: What's interesting is in, in this question, you know, if you think about where your destination is, there's, there's kind of two paths that you can take. One is on a train, which is going to get you there fast, but you're not in control of where you're going. The other is you can be in a car. It's slower, but you've got choices available on where you want to go, how you want to go. What's, what's interesting about what each of you shared is when you do self-reflection, it's very easy to take a look at your life and realize, like you said, Scott, you've, you've plateaued. It's difficult. It's painful. Even just sitting across from you, I'm less than three feet away from you, but I could feel your emotion that you were feeling right now. And it's difficult. That's why most people avoid it. They don't like looking at their lives because they, they feel plateaued. Like you said, uh, Jansen, you said it almost feels like you feel like you're stuck. Um, You know, you, you get to this point in life where, where you want to be, compared to where you are now, are so far apart that it's easy to fall into the trap of your default behaviors. And for people, that's escapism. Watching Netflix, watching TV, uh, even exercise can be a form of escapism. It's difficult to openly reflect, but what's the most difficult and this is what is going to start setting us apart is what are we going to do about it? So we, we talked about where we are right now. And the consensus was, you know, I'm not where I was a year ago. I've, I've had a lot of growth and, and that's going well. And then we've had the complete opposite of, of I feel stuck. I feel plateaued. I don't know what's next. So with that, let's move on to the second question of where do you want to be? This is difficult because for as little as we reflect on ourselves and where we are in life, we do even little when it comes to planning. Where do I want to be? Because what happens is our default behaviors kick in, our self-limiting beliefs kick in, and we're like, we start settling. You know, maybe, and you start justifying where you are in life right now. I... Wanted this job, but you know what I'm doing right now isn't too bad. I I have a lot of good friends. I'm I'm living a good life. It's not too bad. I'm gonna call BS right away, because what that's telling me is that's a lack of ambition on your part. You are stuck because you placed yourself there. And I'm looking in a mirror myself, where I wanted to be compared to where I am right now. Night and day difference. I might be successful in some people's eyes. That doesn't matter. The entire world can consider me to be a success. But if I'm comparing myself to myself and I know I'm capable of more, I'm a failure. You can take LeBron James, best basketball player out there right now, right? But if it's, it, let's just say he, he's scoring 50 every single game but he knows deep down he's capable of 51, he's a failure. That's painful to realize. So with that question, number two on questions you're afraid to answer is where do you want to be?
4: I'll jump, I'll jump in. All right, everyone's looking around the table. Oh, you know, I honestly, I'm not entirely sure there, there are a lot of aspects of what I want to accomplish. And is is that kind of a correct term to use? Accomplish and, and to be where you want to be is kind of one in the same?
0: Yeah, I'd say so.
4: Okay. So, you know, I want to get my health under control, and I feel like I'm on a great path towards that. But there's more that I can do outside of that. Financing, um, job-wise. I, for example, like I, I would like a, a higher career. You know, I might want to be a director someday or even higher. How am I going to get there? And, and something that's held me back in a long time is, is a degree. I, I don't have one. I've never felt the need to have one and that belief I feel like is holding me back and something that I need to to reflect on and change. But overall, like it's very difficult to answer that question because I feel like there's so many pieces involved, it gets overwhelming really quickly.
2: Hmm. (laughs) I think Patrick, you're absolutely right. Right. There, there are a lot of pieces in there, but when you start focusing on those pieces and letting those self-doubts get in there, that's what's going to hold you back from reaching whatever goal you want to reach. Um, so, yeah, believe me, I've been there. <laughs> I still struggle with it. Uh, when I ask myself, where do I want to be? There are times when I go, man, I don't know if this is where I want to be or not. I don't know if, if my goal is where I ultimately want to be either. Uh, and that's, I think, okay, not knowing where you want to be because things can change your desires, your goals can change based on where you want to end up, um, at any one point in life. Right. I I could have said, you know, two years ago, man, I want to be a a director or a a VP where I'm currently at in my company. But today I look at that and I go, no, no, that's not for me realize that's that's small that's not where I personally want to be I want to be somewhere else I want to be developing myself within a a new context not defining myself based on current career path right because that career path can change at any given time Um, it's really hard I I think the hardest question we have right now is not where am I. I I think the hardest is where do I want to be? Um, because defining yourself and defining your end goal is always going to be changing and always going to be evolving. Because once you've reached one goal, you should be developing the next goal and continuing on in a growth pattern. It's not always easy to see that end, that end goal whatsoever. Um, so fi- finding the goal, this, this, where do I want to be? is is one of the hardest questions we'll ever ask ourselves. Um, I think it's easier if we start breaking it down by where do I want to be next year? Or where do I want to be two days from now? Where do I want to be a week from now, a month from now, quarter from now, half a year from now? Something that helps us set achievable goals so we can see a path in our lives and and know what all of our options are that makes that a little bit easier but it's not always easy for us to set those types of goals for ourselves so i understand where you're you're coming from
3: i'd say for me what i where i want to be is the hardest question i'd ask myself is I have to realize that I don't want to be here. I want to move on from this place. And it's scary, but I kind of want to be on my own. That's the, the thing that hits me the hardest is, like, I want to be able to make my own mistakes. I want to be able to grow. And, you know, where I'm at now, I can't, unfortunately. And with that, like, I have to understand, like, what do I need to do uh, just to get there? Like, do I have to branch out on my own? And am I really on my own? Do I have friends to help? And you, you take a step back and you look and it's like, okay, so who can help you on this journey? It's, you know, am, am I really alone? And what happens if I fail? You know, it's terrifying. If I fail, it, there's no safety net to catch me. I'm on my own. So I, but even with that, I would rather have that than just being told, no, don't worry about that. We got you covered. You're almost coddled through life in a sense. I want to be, just be able to make my own mistakes. And I feel like. Not being able to do that, you don't really grow.
0: May I I ask you a painful question? Yeah. You've shared with us on air Mm -hmm. that ever since you were, you know, a, a little baby, you've been on the farm. Yeah. Right? Which means the process of farm to pike was already in place before you got
3: there. Oh, yes, yeah.
0: Do you feel... Like you were given a chance to develop yourself or were you just automatically placed in this existing process and not had a chance to truly reflect on who Scott Chang is?
3: No, I was already put in the process before, you know, it's, you know, I've mentioned it before about the tiger parenting where, you know, a lot of Asian parents want their kids to be the best, you know, doctor, lawyer, you know, some high paying field. And, you know, the struggle with it is, is no, my parents didn't know how to put me in that path they just told me to do these things but i didn't know you know you know i don't blame them it's rough because they barely spoke english they came over from a different country so they were struggling themselves but you know i understand they wanted the best for their kids but they didn't know how to provide that and you know with me uh, what they could provide was a job which kind of railroaded me into where i'm at now and so unfortunately i you can only go so far before you plateau. And when you get to this point, I feel like I either will have to break their hearts or just, you know, and do my own thing.
0: Hmm. Yeah, the, the path of personal development is not easy. No, it's not. Because you start realizing stuff like this, and it's painful. And there's a lot of people who will start the journey and then go away. It's too painful to think about. I didn't know I was going to uncover stuff like this. I thought I'd just hang out with some friends. Glenn can be one of the first to say, uh, when, when I met Glenn, he is one of those manly men, those uh, I'm not going to show any emotion types of guys. And I can tell you, everyone that we've had on the podcast as, as regular has needed a Kleenex. Right, Glenn? Oh, buddy, let me
2: tell you. <laughs> I've got a box here just in case.
0: So what about you guys? Where Where are you, uh, Jansen and Patrick?
2: I,
1: I, I literally don't want to be here physically. <laughs> I'm like seeing all these different travel poses. I'm like, oh, yeah, that could be me. That was me. Um, but I don't know. It's just the world changed and I kind of had to adapt but maybe if I want to go back to it but right now I'm kind of drowning myself in new things to do I'm asking everyone like "Uh, you got anything new going on that I can tackle under the new responsibilities in the team I mean I don't want to do it because who wants to be more busy than they are at work I don't know it's not my profit honestly I get paid the same but I'm just like yeah I need I need something new to do I'm here doing the same thing over and over again. Give me res- new responsibilities. You got projects, hook me up. You got a new intranet happening. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the, the page. Um, what do you call those? Administrator. Sure, I, I, I won't do that. But I mean, there has to be, I, I can already foresee that there is going to be a time where like, ah, we don't have anything else for you to do. That's above your pay grade. So I'm kind of seeing that happening already. I've only been here for like a year. So that's something that I've already thought about maybe three months ago and i'm doing the same thing over and over again which is it's not boring per se it's just if people say that you have to love your job i i don't love my job it's just the team is cool but do i love what i'm doing i don't think i can say that i love what i'm doing
3: so so that's why i'm at i have to ask you a question because you've traveled so much like you've gone to many Mm -hmm. places in the world that I will probably never go to do you ever take that for granted? I mean like the fact that does it ever lose its luster that, Oh, I'm just going to Berlin today. Oh, I'm just going to, you know, Taiwan today
1: with so many places. Like I I always break it down this way. Every city has four seasons. Usually a lot of places are different in all four seasons. There are different things to see, um, at at least I try to, I I think I mentioned this before, where if I go to somewhere that I've been before, I try to figure out if there's a new road I can take, if there's a new path I can take, Um, new restaurants for sure to figure that out, Um, something new to look at. at, at least some path new. I figure if I do that, I may discover something new everywhere. So in a sense, no, like if I travel to the same place, I won't go to the same place over and over again. So I don't think I'll get bored. But I've only been doing that for like, seven years so sorry six six years i'll lose track how many years i did it six years so it that's really not a whole lot of time because you only have maybe the longest like two days in one place a lot of places like europe you gotta travel pretty far to get somewhere that you want to go so there's still a lot of stuff to see so i don't think even if i'm like 20 years in i don't think i'll get bored of it
0: The other thing that is interesting about your previous position as a flight attendant, you are living off the adrenaline of all of your senses being included. New smells, new sights, new sounds, new tastes, new feels. To go from that where you are constantly being bombarded by overstimulus to no stimulus. Oh yeah, because I went from doing that full blast and then
1: lockdown pandemic sitting at home I'm like what's happening to me that was that was hard that that whole year that i was back not knowing when i can get back i eventually didn't go back of course i stayed here with a different job but having that like that, that thought in my mind I was like, oh i may not go back to that life That kind of sucked because i'm just sitting like when is this going to end i expected it to be over in half a year but of course it didn't and it's still going so that was a loop. That was pretty rough. So, I came to realization like, uh, that might not be something that's viable in, I don't know, half a year. So I got to do something else. So
0: that's what I did. One of the, uh, one of the things that that someone brought up, I think it might have been you, Patrick, was was talking about what do I need to do, or maybe it was Glenn. Somebody brought it up. I'll uh, take credit. You know, where do I need to be a year from now, Uh, six months from now, one month from now? That uh, reminds me of one of the best books on personal development that I've read by Gary Keller called The One Thing. And in this book, he he does exactly that. He says, where do you want your life to be in 10 years? So let's just say 10 years from now, you want to be an airline pilot. Just tossing that out there. Well, great. Cut that in half. Where do you need to be in five years? Okay, five years, maybe you need your pilot's license. Again, just making stuff up. Okay, where do you need to be in two and a half years? In one year? In one month? And then what can you do today to start working towards that? And what I love about that is when it comes to what we feel we can do in the time span of one year, we over-exaggerate. We overestimate how much we can do in a year. But when it comes to what can you do in five years or 10 years, we sell ourselves short. Why is that? And what's, what's interesting is the first one, where are you right now? We were all talking about how you know, some of us are, are feeling like we're, we're making great momentum. Others feel like we're not getting the momentum that we need. And then where do you want to be? That, that's a tough question. No one really truly had an answer of I want to be here. And it's because we're we're just not used to thinking about that. All of our doubts start kicking in, our self-limiting beliefs start kicking in, and we realize what we've done in life is settle. That should be an incredibly painful word is settling. Um, Patrick, you look like you're on the verge of saying something. Don't settle. I'm
4: just I'm just propping up just in case. But yeah, no, settle settling and uh, what's the one that starts with a C? Um Same, same topic. But that is, that is the word I hate now. And that was my whole goal. Content. Content. Ah, content. I hate it so much I forgot it. (laughs) That was the goal. That was my plan. You know, I'm just going to see where life hands me. I'm no need to plan stuff and get disappointed by this. You know, what, what does it matter? I might as well, if I could live the same day over again for the rest of my life, I would be happy to do so. That was me probably within the last uh th- maybe 3 years ago, 2 years ago and then and then 6 months ago or so I've completely and utterly changed that mentality and and got my feet wet. It's it's still very scary like I I haven't dived too much into it and I don't know if I ever will completely dive into it but little by little I'll get my feet further and further in that deep end.
0: Mm. Well this with this next question I'm going to hand it off to Glenn because Glenn I I think you've got a fantastic story with your dedication when it comes to this. So the third part of this, again, part one was, where am I? Part two was, where do I want to be? And now part three, how am I going to get there? When, when we did this, I I don't know if it was necessarily this episode, but there was an episode that we started talking about finances. And that's Mm. when, (laughs) that's when, uh, Glenn started looking at his pocketbook and he was like, Oh man, I'm not liking what I'm seeing. And if there's one person who has not derailed when it comes to the dedication of addressing an issue in his life, it's, it's been you, buddy.
2: You have no idea how easily it would have been to just give up on my goal too. But anyway, when we, when we did this, this topic before, right. Um, I did. I took a look at my finances and I said, shit, this is, this is god-awful. I'm just in this cycle of debt. And I hated it. I hated myself for putting myself in that position. Uh, I could sit here and blame the banks, the, the loans and all that. Nah, no, it's not their fault. I'm the one that signed up for them. But I, I took a look at myself said, "Where where am I right now? I don't like it. I don't like having to pay all these bills. Where would I like to be? Oh, debt free. Awesome. Well, what does that mean? I I got a, you know, I've got a mortgage I've got to pay, I've got a car payment that I've got to pay and then all my credit card debt, right? I took a hard look at that and I said, well, what do I need to do to get debt free? Well, I need to pay off all these bills and I've got to have more income. I've got to have less outgoing, and I had been hearing about a, a method developed by Dave Ramsey, great guy, and it's the Total Money Makeover. And I was, you know, I, I kept hearing some of the uh, the radio shows that he did, talking to people who followed his method and all their testimonies. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll, I'll take a look at his book and see if it works. Read his book. Followed his method, started his method, and it wasn't a follow his method. It's, I had to dive right into his method and I had to cut so many things off. Stuff that would scare people, right? If you tell people today, hey, you have to cut off cable or you have to cut off Netflix, you have to cut off Hulu, you can't have anything outgoing for, for entertainment right now. What do you think people would say, Rohit?
0: Yeah, uh, not willing to do that. I'll sell
2: my kidney before I do that. Yeah.
0: And, Whose password now you, if you
2: had to, Now, how many people do you think if you told them, sorry, you can't go to Starbucks every morning, what do you think they would do?
1: They'd freak out like they'd go to Starbucks. I've seen those a lot. Yeah.
2: Hell yeah. It's like I work this People Starbucks. would go nuts. I can't have my coffee. Okay, I'll go, to, I'll go to Bigfoot Java. No, cut off the coffee completely. Cut out the uh, fast food. How many people would go nuts? This, this, this process I put myself in, it was meant to shake up my life. To get me to a part where I can say, okay, in five years, I'm not going to have a bill to my name. I'm going to be paying cash for everything. I won't have any debts. My house will be completely paid off. I'll just have to deal with the taxes on it every year. Thank you, big government.
1: Two things you can't escape in life, death and taxes.
2: Death and taxes, and they'll even tax you on your death. Let us know your problem anymore. It's
1: cool.
4: I mean, what, what you said earlier is great because even Rohit brought it up. You know, personal development is a painful journey, and so if something is. if something's going to be painful, reflect on that and and understand why. And a lot of times, the more painful it is, the ultimately better
2: it would be for you. And Rohit, maybe you can help me out with the exact saying you have there, but simple disciplines.
0: Mm. <laughs> By Jim Rohn, uh he says, uh one of one of my favorite things is uh I, I think this is the one that you're talking about. In in life, you're either making simple errors in judgment or simple disciplines. Is is that the one? Yes. Yeah. So you're you're now, either making simple errors in judgment, which you don't think at the time are that big of a deal, but compounded, it destroys you. And the example that he uses is uh, for example, eating a chocolate bar today, isn't going to do anything to your health. Eating a chocolate bar every day for a week, still not going to do anything for a month, maybe a little bit for six months. Okay. You're feeling it now for a year. Look out, but also simple disciplines are what are going to compound as well and get you moving in the direction that you want to go in. So go ahead, beautiful right. so using,
2: yeah, using that quote, right. Um, The the financial situation I was in, simple errors in judgment brought me to where I was. But there was no simple choices of discipline that would have gotten me out of it. I had to take strict discipline. That means I cut off every outgoing bill that I had, except for groceries, except for my utilities, except for my internet. Obviously, got to have that for work since we're working from home. I had to cut off every bill. I didn't go to movies anymore. I mean, how long did it take me to get out to the theater with you, Rohan?
0: Yeah. I mean, we used to go at least once or twice a month.
2: Yeah. And then it was a couple of years, nothing. Yeah. Granted, there's nothing in the theater worth watching. (laughs) But besides that, right, it took me a couple of years to actually get out in the theater. I cut off all of my outgoing expenses. That was step. Step two was putting my bills together and saying, which ones can I pay off first? start with the small and build up to the larger ones the the third step how do I get more income coming in obviously I can't just quit my job and find something bigger I have to look for more work well, I couldn't just leave where I was to take something with the potential of earning more. I had to find something that would earn more right away couldn't just take any any job so I ended up working three jobs and I worked three jobs regularly throughout the pandemic. Thank God the pandemic in one way, right? Sad that people got sick, sad that things got locked down. But when I was driving for, you know, DoorDash and for Uber Eats, I was making bank. I was taking all that money and putting it towards all my debts. And my goal was to be debt-free in five years. I'm going to be debt-free next year.
1: Cuts.
3: Yeah,
2: house we'll... completely paid off car completely paid off. All my credit cards are gone. Art. They're gone. I I'm in a better position now than I have been in my entire life financially. And that's even with, with some of the struggles that I'm going through. Some of you guys may know, you know, the, the issues that I'm facing at work right now, but I'm in a place right now that if, The worst comes to happen, if I were to lose my job today, I'd still be financially in a better place without income coming in from my main job than I would have been before I started this journey. And it's not easy. Finances are probably some of the hardest things to build up and get yourself right in. And it's because there's so many ways to destroy your finances.
0: Yeah, it goes back to it's easy to do, but it's hard to get out of, just like a reputation. It's easy to destroy your reputation. It's easy to lose trust, but it's very difficult to build it back up. And so with, with this, uh, you know, let's, let's go around uh, really quickly with, with you guys. We, we talked about where you are right now, where you want to be, but how are you going to get there? And for some of you, this might be difficult because you don't even know where you want to be. I can tell you right now, being here physically as a part of this podcast is already changing things for you. It's already making a difference. Whether you see it right now or not, this is one of those simple disciplines like Glenn was talking about that's going to come around and you're going to realize your life is not the same just by being here because you know every two weeks you are in a safe environment with people that you can trust, even though this is a worldwide podcast, <laughs> uh, with people you can trust, you can be open, you can be honest, you can be vulnerable. There's strength and vulnerability. You can explore things that you don't explore with other people. How many other friends do you have when you're like, hey, fellas, like, let's talk about our goals. You know, we don't do that. Here we do. So uh, how, how are you guys going to get there on, on where you want to be? And if you don't know where you want to be, That still doesn't mean you can't take action. Um, the, the, The one thing I would say, though, is don't plan around your occupation. Your current occupation should not be a factor in what you want to do in life. If you feel like you're stuck because you are in an occupation that's not growing, it's not challenging you, the longer you stay there, that's on you. It's not on the company. It's on you. It's on your ambition. It's on you staying within your comfort zone. So with that, let's challenge each other. What are we going to do to get there?
1: I've actually, like I said before, I've
0: always I've asked people that
1: are like skip managers, my manager team leads, hey, you got anything new. I'm into like creating things, dev team, whatever. If they're willing to train me, I'm willing to learn. Um, so I've asked about pretty much my whole team that's able to give me something new to do or let me know if there's something new comes up. Um, but meanwhile, I'm taking LinkedIn online courses. There's just a bunch of stuff that it's on there. It's free. If you have King County Library, I don't know where you are at, but if you have a King County Library card, you can go on LinkedIn Learning, and there's a lot of courses on there. You can figure out what you like. That's what I'm doing now. I'm taking courses in, like, I don't know, coding One is one of them. They're, like, languages that you can learn. Just trying to keep myself fresh on things and where I kind of want to be trying not to stay in this position that I'm adapted to be in, but don't see myself being in it for that long. And also, I also apply for um a lot of the listings on like airline jobs. So if they have something new that shows up, it will alert me. I'll know. And I'll decide if I want to do it or not. But when that comes up.
4: Yeah. Yeah. For me, it like I'm, I am tied down by my job. I have no luxury of, of, security if if something were to happen you know no backup plan no no other thoughts so that's my first priority is to figure out you know going forward long term what does that look like Um, and coming up with plans you know going going to school getting a degree getting training into what i'm wanting to do and then you know that way something were to happen or change comes i can easily adapt to that yeah for me it's like for me it's the farm
3: is like i'm planted in it it's the same boat as you It's going to be very difficult, but you know, just talking with you guys here, I realized that I'm not my farm. I'm not my company. I'm myself. What can I do with my, what have I learned from doing this my entire life? How do I grow from this? And what do I not like about this whole, my, my whole career occupation? And I could choose to do the things I like and, and grow from it. That's the hardest part. I feel like I have to break out from the shadow of, you know, what I am, you know, like as a florist or Pike Place Market, you know, I have to realize I'm bigger than that. Usually I always tell people, you know, the Pike Place is a beautiful place, you know, and the market's been around forever, but the people evolve and they move on from it.
0: Hmm. Well, ladies and gentlemen, as we wrap this episode up, you, you heard a lot of vulnerability here. All of us shared things about ourselves, about our current place in our life, about our satisfaction with that place in life. Are you willing to ask yourself the tough questions as well? Again, one being, where am I? Take a look at yourself. Reflect. Where are you? Think about all aspects of your life. Financially, professionally, spiritually, physically, mentally. All of your relationships. There are so many aspects to us. If you aren't taking the time to truly reflect on your happiness level with each of those things, you're suffering, and you are settling in life. Two, where do you want to be? What are your ambitions? Are you settling in life? And chances are, if you are not doing the first part in reflecting, you are settling. Your life is happening to you instead of you happening to it. You are waiting for life to happen, to give you the direction, but no one's going to do it for you. The only person responsible for you is you no one's going to come up to you and just give you a million dollars and then three how am i going to get there don't use comparisons don't compare yourself to anyone else compare yourself to only the best version of you all disappointments come from comparisons whether it's comparing yourself to someone else some ideal situation some ideal scenario that's where disappointment comes from instead set the bar As being the best version of you and compete day in, day out. One of the things that I say is hustle against who you were yesterday every day. It's one of my catchphrases. Uh, And the other thing is the best way to move forward in life is to challenge the status quo. Question everything. Why am I doing this? How can I grow from this? So, with that, ladies and gentlemen, this has been uh, a deep episode. Of the GYST podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And we will be bringing you another exciting episode this time next week. Thank you again.
1: Thanks everyone for listening to our GYST podcast. We hope
2: you learned how to get your together.